Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Hope you're doing well out there. This is getting recorded on Halloween, so happy spooky day. And this is uh, going to be our last, and not our last like totally spooky movie, but to celebrate it, we're doing a spooky-ish movie. Um, welcome to the pod. This is Polarized Pod. This is a podcast about polarizing movies in the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. Sometimes critics love it. And audiences hate it, which is the case in this movie, or vice versa, is also what we talk about on this podcast. Those are the types of movies. I, the one speaking to you, is one of your hosts. My name is Brandon. Hey, how's it going? And at this point, I would like to introduce, this isn't just a one-hander. This is a two-hander. And I'm going to introduce that co-host. Sometimes we refer to him as the forever guest. His name is Mr. James Lindsay. Hey, hey it's, it's all hands on deck. It's a, it's a two hand, two hander. We're each mm-hmm. of one of us using one hand each because we, we can do this with at least one hand tied behind each one of our backs, but then we need two yeah. of us and it's going to be a two hander. And uh, I'm the co-host co-captain forever guest here to talk about the movies. We're talking about I like the movie movies. I like the movies movies. I like the movies. Hey, so this is the kind of dynamic you can expect for the rest of this episode <laughs> and for all the other episodes. So go check those welcome out. Welcome in. Hey, welcome in. Come on in. It's fucking it's, Halloween. It's can you believe it? It's we, Halloween. We're telling you what day it is on this one. We don't do that every time. We're letting we, you know. No, we don't. Yes. We're letting you in on how the sauce is made. We uh, could be trick-or-treating right now, but there's an alien. There's is, multiple so aliens. We, we saw little crescent circles outside our uh, each mm-hmm. of our respective homes, and now we're bunkered in. The, we're bunkered in. The yeah. Aliens yeah, classic are, the aliens case are, of bunkered uh, in. Classic case of bunkered in. Aliens I'm, are uh, just clicking. Boiling water. <laughs> Start boiling some water, you know, make sure you turn off anything that's going to make noise. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have Unpl- that nat- nativity set. I was going to say, unplug your uh, town diorama you have set up diorama, in your living room. Diorama. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you're doing your little city building in your house all yeah. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. so I forgot to say, hey, Mr. Co-host, forgot to say, my B. Uh, we're doing the movie No One Will Save You. This is uh, 82% critics. 56 stinky 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 pew pew stinky stinky pew pew uh audience of 56 uh this is movie that came out this year it stars uh caitlin deaver and that's about it (laughs) from our uh, previous entry uh, dear Dear evan hansen dear evan hansen which i don't think we really I'm trying to remember while I was watching this because I really enjoyed her. I mean, yeah, she makes this great. movie, right? Yeah, she's yeah, great. I mean, there's a lot to say about this movie, but her performance is not one of them. Um, only good things. Only good things. Only good things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my good fellow. Yes, my, <laughs> my dear fellow movie lover. <laughs> Let us uh, recline and discuss film. Let us recline and discuss film discuss and film. so that's the movie we're doing so two questions i have for you uh mr Lindsay, yes. is so question number one is what is your favorite halloween candy Ooh. okay so what, what i think about like that? 
Okay, I'll yes, wait. and then I got and question number two is, what are you watching? What are you outside of this? What are you watching? So go in my bag. The thing that I'd be the most excited to get would be one of two things. It would be a singular Reese's. I like when it's just a singular little Reese's cup, and that's uh, usually Me done too. on Halloween. Is they'll just you'll get the big bag. And then you don't have to plow snack through size. snack size, you know, <laughs> and those are, well, I mean, the or snack size Reese's are pretty good too. Size. Those are the small ones, but those tend to be more chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Those like, uh, kind of Reese's minis in my oh, mind. Reese's minis. Oh, okay. But uh-huh. the regular, just flat saucer shape, <laughs> the flats, <laughs> the flats, the saucer shapes, the ones <laughs> that you would, EOG. you would go up and, and get your mind probed in and, uh, Come out the other side, a better person. Uh, Yeah, you know, those are great. And then uh, I've always fucking just love Snickers, whatever size you want, baby. I just love a Snickers. (laughs) Those little minis are pretty great there, too. One would say you're kind of a Snickers slut by the sounds of it. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's what I would usually say when I would approach houses was trick or treat. Snickers slut here. I'm a little Snickers slut. Hand it over. <laughs> and how old were you when the, when you were doing <laughs> uh last year i'm skipping i'm skipping this year but i was doing yeah that was last last halloween i don't know but maybe after this record i can get get some snickers <laughs> walking around this on the street the the dark streets on halloween uh just selling myself for snickers <laughs> That's uh, well, so catch James later tonight. <laughs> that's a peek. That's a peek behind the curtain. But I hope whatever sins that are in my past, should I be uh, summoned into the them. skies by aliens, <laughs> that they would absolve me of my sins and send, yeah. and send me back to hang out with them for the rest of my days, yeah. as, as as one would hope. Uh, so that's so does, answer if, number everybody one. Everybody wins in this. In, in this, oh yes, I want to hear what you're watching. But to that I point, it's like so everybody wins in in this movie, right? Everybody kind of comes out at the on top. Uh, in a Wandavision, Wandavision sort of way. If you, I don't know if you, but like it just seems. I mean, all the people with those fucking things in their throat already jumping into this, but the things in their throats, I guess, I don't know how they feel about it, but uh the parasite that's inside of them makes them look happy and and like to dance <laughs> <laughs> they love dance. They love it the aliens I, love I, to dance they came <laughs> all this way to take part in our customs yes they, we should accept them uh what so, what am i watching though i'm trying to think what are you watching? Uh, because it's just been a lot of been loving just watching movies for this podcast and making that such an event of my of my week has always been great and uh trying to get into some scary video game playing, I guess I've been doing the resident evil eight. I know that's not watching, but it feels so cinematic and it feels like a scary sort of thing that I'm partaking in for the, for the season. Uh, I have been doing the Finch man. Great Great game. Love it. Love it a lot. Uh, would highly recommend So so far. How do you feel about it in relation to seven? That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. It's, uh, a part of me, almost likes it a little bit better. And I know that a lot of people do like seven more cause it is really a return to form and it is such a, uh, ode to the, the classic resident evil experience. Um, and it does have that Texas chainsaw massacre sort of inspiration, like seventies horror sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but something Wonderful. so goofy and fun about this 
eighth one that's just very fantastical and has a whole like combination of all these fantastical monsters and it's still okay. extremely scary at parts for for me i just encountered a there's a monster baby that you mm-hmm. experienced at one point and that scared the shit out of me um wow you did that whole thing man isn't that really terrifying yeah i think i watched when you played it i think i was why you were streaming it and i and i watched you experience that part and almost made me just not want to play the game because it's but mm-hmm. when i it was approaching that part i was a little prepared at least but it's still fucking uh is very scary but yes highly recommend all of those games we've talked about going through those i think last year we did resident yeah. resident evil the movie i'm such a talk about fan our now. history with those yeah. games and i'm looking forward to doing uh, re4 yeah. next i've just been going through a lot it's of wonderful man it's really really wonderful it's very similar in a lot of ways to the eight that you're playing um where it is much more fantastical and mm-hmm. much more of an adventure but it continues European. to be pr- uh pretty yeah and european <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. like castles and stuff <laughs> it's cool <laughs> <laughs> european right yeah, yeah. That's, that was your ne- the next thing you're gonna say we finish each other's european <laughs> in europe uh, but yeah a lot of david fincher movies uh we love the blank check guys uh yeah. and been going through those and then i went and saw tequila uh in theaters mm. took mm-hmm. took myself out on a little little solo venture and and saw that had a great time loved it love fastbender love love fincher and uh would highly recommend that movie as well yeah what it's been you- really fun re- revisiting the finchies yeah you're watching yeah you've been going through those as well yeah i also want to hear your uh, candy choice candy choice um twix and oh, yeah. my what what i what i've been watching is i uh just had a uh after last record my night consisted of watching uh silence of the lambs back to back with fargo oh wow i almost thought you were gonna <laughs> say uh, like red dragon or hannibal or something <laughs> you're gonna like go straight mm-hmm. through the the trilogy uh-uh. Fargo, wow, Fargo. Fargo's and the- both of them amazing movies and kind of similar in a lot of ways. Very similar in a lot of ways, and also because I've been watching so much horror, like straight, kind of straightforward horror, mm-hmm. that both of those movies are kind of horror movies, but in a different way. It yeah, way really more wonderful. Sounds of the Lambs, but there's definitely <laughs> horrific elements, like a guy going through a wood chipper isn't exactly. Uh, <laughs> something that's in you know most like thrillers and mystery movies but to build up to that really yeah to to shed the the nature of of what's really going on in that movie near the end love it and i fucking yeah just the best william h macy performance for me is is in that movie and that's probably not a hot take or anything he's got he's got plenty of good performances but Bill Lundegaard, or right? Isn't that a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bill Lundegaard. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. that all that stuff. And with uh, his father-in-law. No deal. Everything. No deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh great. These guys, well, you fit don't that mess in. with these guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on our on our Macy's over here. I'm just here. trying to handle this, Steve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta trust me. You gotta trust me. <laughs> amazing um yeah, Francis i just have such a connection with that movie t- uh, too because uh my mom's from minnesota and i have a lot of family members that kind of talk like that of course yeah. so so silly it's such a silly 
like lyrical almost way of speaking that is wild i love such a fun combination uh, of that with the the horrific yeah elements of that movie with all the sing-songy nice polite mm -hmm. people that are going yep. through it and then yeah Frances McDormand in that is amazing. I love her Absolutely. husband too. That whole scene where yeah. she wakes up for you gotta the first eat time. breakfast, Marge. And you, and you gotta eat breakfast, Marge. Gotta eat and breakfast. I'll make you. You gotta eat eggs. breakfast. And then it just is this really cool shot of like them at the table. She has to leave. He scoots her plate to him, starts eating it. She goes out to the car, <laughs> has to come back, and it's just so early. In the, oh, um, and what's his thing it, at the end? Like, because she goes through her whole experience and they just have such a lovely respectful he's relationship in like a that painting competition she like, she like asks him about that and he's like oh yeah i did pretty good i got yeah. like whatever second place and she's like oh wow and she's like so excited for him and really and she's and he's yeah. so like supportive of her and, and everything that she's doing but it's also yeah. treated very and it's so so comfort and and the chemistry is very much familial and yeah, obviously her being ma having that maternal sort of energy is uh, such a such an interesting aspect of that that movie. Always meant to watch the show, but uh, yeah, Same, but there's, yeah. There's I don't know so much too much to watch. We like out movies there. here a lot, you know. Yeah, we're big movie guys. We're big movie we're big guys. Movie guys. So speaking of movies, uh, no one will save you. How, how did how, you hear about this movie? Did you like peruse it on? It, it came. <laughs> So as uh, as I've already disclosed, I am on this big horror movie kick. Num 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 num. All all of it. Um, and I was so been watching horror movies uh, frequently on Hulu. Um, they make a lot of them. They have like every every Halloween, Halloween. is on there. Halloween. Uh, they have a Halloween every every year where they yeah add Spooktober a bunch of stuff, baby. And they like produce and make a a bunch of content for every Halloween. They absolutely do because that's the business that they're in is producing content. And some of it kind of feels like fodder, which this movie feels a little bit like that to me. Um, I there's saw clearly this, a budget. Yeah. Clearly a budget to answer your question though. Yes. I saw it as a featured uh, Hulu only on Hulu and I'm in advertising. I love Sclusis. Tell me what, you know, give me some of that Sclusis. And so I was interested in watching something that is a Hulu produced movie. Right? Yeah. because the, these They've made some tech good companies are becoming uh, movie production houses. And I think it is always interesting to talk about them, you know, about the movies that they make and what they're doing. Well, the first time in theaters, the last time when I saw the killer was the first time I saw the Netflix logo come up in a theater. Yeah. In a theater before the movie. And yeah. that was interesting. Never seen that before. And it has its own special right. look to it. Totally. Yeah. Um, and, there's yeah the thing is is that it's exciting to see new production houses come onto the scene if they're making good, good movies making them ethically all of that stuff um but yeah it's just it's really interesting to talk about an application and a streaming service getting into the content business because that speaks at large what that whole industry is doing like you said seeing a movie that is uh, a netflix movie in a theater i think this movie would have benefited from being in a theater and it, that's it did kind have of a like problem. a select release or something like that but it just went yeah by the came and went very quickly it came out september 22nd i guess so like a month before halloween proper i don't know if that hurt or helped it but um 
I'm sure it had some buzz when it first dropped and people discovered what the movie actually was. And we're going to get into later on in the show, of course, reviews and everything and people's reactions. And that's honestly why we're here today at Polarized Pod is because people came down on one side or the other very strongly and they <laughs> had a had a reaction to this. But for the most part to talk about like, you know, yeah, Netflix and all these streaming services making their own movies. Yeah, Hulu is very hit or miss for me. And maybe that that you can speak broadly about a lot of streaming services yeah. and their success on on producing their own content, because a lot of times they do want to make it for a smaller budget and hope that it hits big in a way that, you know, they can, yeah, make a lot for for very little. And it's the, it's, the I, it's, it's kind of nice. Especially with horror movies, yeah, and especially with the Huluween thing. Mm. But in Hulu's case, it is kind of refreshing sometimes, for better or worse, even if it is not the best movie. It's like, oh, they do, you know, they make these horror movies, but they also make like these low to mid budget comedies that you don't that really cool. get much of. And Netflix occasionally does it too, and they do a lot of stand up, of course. You're so right, um, though, yeah, about Hulu being a good front runner of that because like Palm Springs was really great and funny. Definitely, that one was really good, and then. I don't know for whatever it's worth. I thought vacation friends was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And then they made a second I so one. I haven't, I haven't seen. I have uh, seen the second one. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. I, there's, there's like a, oh, it's, an it's energy, kind of funny stuff an, an energy of, of those movies that it's like, Hey, this reminds me of like a comedy from early two thousands or, mm. or nineties or something like that, where maybe it's a little stupid or, or silly in, in that sort of way. But it, it's, you can, and you can kind of read the budget a little bit too, like vacation friends. They went to a nice hotel and they filmed it all at this nice hotel. And it's really not yeah. that many locations. And with this one, it's like, that's going to, it kind of bumps it up a little bit for me to see the creative prowess to use a small amount of resources to be able to create a story. Um, but then it also, you know, it hurts it in other ways. We'll get into specifically with, with this movie. Uh, mm. But within the bloom housing as well. I know that that is just something that is extremely popular now too, in terms of horror movies of if you can construct a script that really revolves the whole story around one location and one house and someone either stuck there or all of the action really taking place in, in one location. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know for first, the story really has to be enticing and there really has to be, interesting things going on creatively for that. So to, to follow through, um, mm. you know, more recent example would be something like barbarian or, uh, oh, this movie gets lumped into, of. uh, with prey is, uh, I'm saying another Hulu of, made movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that one is all outdoors and has like a, uh, a more broader cast and, um, that movie's that really movie good. I, I like that movie a lot. Right. So, I mean, I, and I bring that up because it is. But it's not the highest budget either. You can tell that they're critics doing. Critics are lumping them together from a Hulu production. Right. The critics mm -hmm. are because they like this movie. Mm -hmm. Because I think it speaks to things that I've definitely talked about. And, and you agree with as well of like. No, well, I don't know necessarily. And please let me know otherwise. But like the last episode we did with um danny about the pope's exorcist is that was a pretty medium to low budget movie and mm -hmm. it did a lot for what it really one location was working as well. and that can be really fun and exciting and there is definitely a want by me uh, to 
have more movies like that because there has been an issue. And also the Blumhouse of it all for better or for worse is like Blumhouse shows you that you can make, if you keep the budget really low and the creative like kind of shtick of it, you know, takes off and there is a lot of just playing the numbers game, then there's a lot of uh, financial reward for doing that. And so I think that there it's nice to see medium to low budget movies getting made more. And we do want to see more of that trend because that is something that has died out from the Marvel effect of it, where you're just seeing mainly movies in theaters being like 200 million, $300 million. And that's the only reason that people will go out to the theater, which to this movie's like, yeah, it's just a bummer. I think this could have done well broader with people seeing it collectively together and there's just not a there's the industry isn't doing that and that's unfortunate and it's hard to continue having movies made at this level if you're not going to put them in theaters so that they are profitable because we're just living in this weird black box time where streaming services are producing movies and the profitability of them is so opaque. So it really just makes this weird kind of standard and kind of, and understanding in what success is in this industry right now, where it just seems like in order to be in the theaters, it has to be really expensive. And a majority of the time, those really expensive movies start catering to too many and start becoming uninteresting. And we want to have like kind of medium to low budget movies that are really interesting being played at a at a larger scale so that more people are at least having the discussion about movies like this and it is a bummer like you were saying you know this movie coming out in september no one's really talking about it i haven't heard anybody talk about it but i think if it would have received a broader distribution um and not been controlled by a streaming service who wants just more fodder for their for their content for their platform you know movies like this could maybe get the legs now, I'm not. I, I don't want to. They had its it pop seemed, when it first came out, and then just kind of went away. Yeah, and it didn't have any lasting power. Yeah, is my guess. But as far as what effect that has on the streaming service, and how many people just signed up for Hulu because they saw this movie was exclusive to this uh, streaming service, I yeah, like you're saying that it is it is opaque, and it's not. We're not sure like what that actually means for them, but to get a certified fresh critic review. I don't even know if that means anything either, but for for a horror movie, that's an hour and a half. That's, you know, short with a low budget and everything like that seems to be something more in line with what would be an audience favored in, in our experience on this podcast. I don't know. It would be something that would be that like a popcorn fun horror movie that drops on a streaming service that audiences have a good time with it. But yeah, critics were were more into this one uh, than the audience, and I think there were some some hooks that didn't completely jive with all all audience members. But I'm glad we like talked about just I don't know the horror movie uh, genre in in general. I tend to like stuff like this too, like the sci fi sort of thing, and stuff that has like a little bit of fantastical element to it, but. This one goes in uh, in an interesting direction, which isn't apparently clear. And just watching the trailer just before we started recording, I didn't even know anything about this movie going in. I think I had seen, scrolled by it on Hulu and maybe like added it to my list and then just kept on scrolling or, or something like that. But 
Sure. There's nothing that that was really screaming at me to check this out. And there's just so much it's, stuff it's, out there. It's it's hard to really so much stuff in. out there. Yeah. And it's it's crazy how a movie like this gets buried, right? Like we're talking about a movie that costs a couple million dollars to make. That isn't necessarily a bad movie. And we're about to get into it, audience. But like, yeah, to just feel this sense of like a whole production was made to make this movie. And then it just becomes a tile on a fucking screen that gets a little bit of promotion, depending on how your algorithm feels about you is really just um yeah kind of that's the real horror movie in my mind because yeah i don't like is this movie great eh, debatable but i think that people would have had fun in the theater seeing this sure i i don't i don't see why not and i think it has and i don't it's an hour and a half like it has enough to keep people interested i I'd, I'd say if you're locked in um, but I mean, I think it's, I think, yeah, we should start getting into, yeah, let's do it. into the actual movie proper. And this is something that I, again, I had no idea what this movie was going into it besides just seeing kind of like a poster and maybe like a house with like aliens. That's all I kind of, I knew, or like yeah. a, a flying saucer yeah. over a house. Uh, no one will see, save you is kind of innocuous. Not really sure what that means. Um, and the movie starts and in my mind, this is an introduction to everything, why she is alone and, and setting the stage and there's no one else around and she's not speaking. She's not speaking. Okay. Okay. So that's like, and I just had this conversa conversation with you, Brandon, recently about uh, a Pixar tier list that we put together just, just for funsies because we're like that. We like movies. movies. I like the movies, movies. movies, movies. I like Pixar movies, I like movies, movies. movies. Uh, I like to movies. movies. Uh, and my, I had to put Wally S tier for myself because it's such an amazing film. Sure. And it's such a good example of using the effect that this movie is using for the entire thing. But in Wally, it is really the first like 15, 20 minutes where there is no dialogue. Uh, and it's to great effect. And to this one, it definitely has a great effect on you, but whether you're willing to commit as much as the movie is committing is, uh, is completely up to you. And I am saying right now is a big part of the polarizing reviews, but, uh, at the beginning, I'm very in on this. Like I'm very interested in what's going on. I like that they're, refraining from some of the dialogue and it's just her uh, just existing in this house alone. I'm already getting a little, uh, Oh, or a little bit, uh, not that, not this <laughs> again when, well, it's when she's doing uh -oh. all the miniatures, man. Like, yeah, uh -huh. it's such, it's a trope now. And I don't know. I'm trying it's to think, very, I'm trying uh, to think how many horror movies have this, but, it's got to be her, hereditary was the, hereditary was the most recent one. I think was it that one that had the dollhouse mm -hmm. and all the miniatures and everything. Like there's so many horror movies. I feel like that they'll just have like a little dollhouse or miniatures representing That's supposed to have some bigger symbology or represent. <laughs> representing. Yeah. And, and then the movies, it, 
goes into it deeper I, I, or it does and and this one it just yeah. like many other things i don't think it, it it's kind of weak on the follow-through or it's just there to add a flourish to this character of her going through her trauma that which we find out later about uh but that was my first little hiccup and then just slowly sinking into the no dialogue how was that for you yeah did you expect that? Did you know that's what this was? <laughs> uh, no, I I knew nothing about this movie, just like you. Um, I was getting already really wrapped up in my mind about the way that this movie looks. Mm-hmm. Because there's things about this movie that I really, I I like. Yeah. And Definitely. but there there's a lot of times that it is falling into the stereotypes of what a current present modern movie looks like that was it was really at odds with the film already in that regard where the decision where the decisions to where the camera is i thought were interesting but there's a lot of aesthetics applied to the film like you know in after effects or whatever that is so just like every other streaming movie or every mm. like stereotypical movie made now and we've talked about it's it a pretty little bland. bit yeah for being in one location, I don't know. You got to be like malignant or some shit where you're like, whoa, look at where the camera's whoa, going. Whoa. Where like go, cameras like, a, like in the attic and it's yeah. like moving through rooms and stuff. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, Flanagan has a, oh, has yeah. a nice way of like getting you into the geography and making you feel like the, the house has a, a character of its own. Yeah, it's, right. It's the fifth beetle. Uh, yeah, it's like New York City, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob. Yeah, Bob. It's like New York yeah, Bob. City. Bob. It's like sex in this city. Um, <laughs> that so her doing all of these like intricacies of the house made me also really think. Like I had just briefly mentioned earlier about um, where the crawdads saying like this ah. kind of what women do when left to their own devices. They get really interested. Yeah, she in is kind of like a marsh girl, isn't she? <laughs> she is she's just got like you know marsh girl had her drawings of bugs or whatever it was and then now you know those are way cooler <laughs> yeah than these little fucking dolls <laughs> i mean no 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 she makes <laughs> dresses she makes dresses too <laughs> <laughs> so much cooler oh, so much fucking cooler <laughs> take a painting her, of a plant little... any day yeah uh, so there's bullshit dollhouses no the dollhouses uh, are fine it's uh it's so the this trope. Movie it's a trope really now. Quickly. It's it's interesting how that's in my mind how that's kind of become a weird trope <laughs> of horror movies. It is um, open in on somebody working it on their dollhouse miniature. Like I don't know. It just is classic now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she sends. She's sending dresses. There's some words written on a page. You know, this is is an Etsy. You're kind Etsy of yeah. Uh huh. You're kind of trying to piece together some some. She's got like an online things. business. You know, mm-hmm. which goes into this question that I think both of us had is what year is it? <laughs> what, what time are we in right now? Because she's got this seemingly online business all by herself. So her mother died and her f- yeah. best friend died, but she's living in this house by herself. She's got this. Are these modern dresses or town. are these retro? <laughs> I can't There's tell. There's a lot of floral you know design. As, as somebody who likes fashion, just uh, high waisted a little briefly is it's the what she's wearing is has a lot of current modern fashion to it is because fashion goes in cycles and so you'll see trends 
in 70s uh, cropping up in but then the she 80s, also now early 2000s but like yeah it's there is a modernness to her look i th- i think her look in general like her as an actress is great like i just off the bat caitlin deaver is not oh we've already any pro- a- 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 already any problem said that, that i have yeah. with yeah, any problem I have. But what with she's wearing, movie, yeah, it's... is like you know the high waisted jeans and and I'm trying to think like sneakers and like a floral, uh, you know, mustardy yellow, uh, mm-hmm. shirt, which is like that. That yellow can be like, it's especially when you got sleeves. it sleeves. Yeah, these like kind of like puffy sleeves. Like That's the thing that was... But they uh, combine with the house, which has not changed in the amount of time that her mom dies. Like, is the house of the time as well? Or she right. also it's also part of her trauma where she refuses to move on because the big glaring thing for me a little bit later in the movie where I've already been questioning what year it is. Why in the hell does she have a rotary phone? I wrote why is where's the <laughs> cell phones? It's got to be the in cell phones. The yeah. It's got to be. Then she has like a flat screen, right? She does. And then I also looked like up her Subaru. Modern. I looked up, I legitimately ha- was so interested in the year of this that I looked up what her Subaru that, that arm, a big arm legged per- uh, alien or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, gets burned in. And I looked up the Subaru and like, that's a 1990 Subaru. Uh-huh. So, so again, I'm like, okay, maybe it's the early nineties, but then I couldn't understand why she doesn't have a cell phone. And it was just a lot of these, uh, okay i understand though so let, let it details let are light in this movie it's an hour and a, it's an hour and a half horror movie and there's little glimpses but, sure but stuff like that is already begging the question where and this is going to be a, a driving point for me i think throughout this is you committed so hard to no dialogue that it hampered the movie in other ways where some of that stuff would be easily handled in a line in a throwaway line or two, or something that would spend a little time on filling out what's a little bit of the setting. But I, in my mind, this movie just seems so committed to this no dialogue thing mm-hmm, yeah, for, for not a good enough reason. Perhaps the intro yeah. is great. Love that. But past that, it seems like a handicap rather than like a creative flourish that yeah. it's it, it could it could flourish in other areas had it, it just accepted that it could add a few scenes of whatever. I don't know. I, it's hard for me because I don't want to tell this movie how how to be completely. But I can. It's just it's, <laughs> it, you can see it just like holding itself back. And it's so fucking frustrating because it's really cool in a lot of ways, but it's holding itself back. Yeah. Um, so I re watched, um, it follows and I watched some interviews with the director and he made a, st- a stylistic choice to make it very ambiguous of the time period that it's in because he was wanted people to think less about like what I'm questioning what year is it? Cause why don't they have cell phones? Yada, 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 like all of this stuff and wants it to have this air of this is focused on this thing that is, doesn't need to be represented by time and push it to trying to just classically tell a narrative. 
but this movie is so sparse on things that I'm constantly trying to like figure shit out about it because it's giving me so little of it. And I'm just like, why is this happening? Where are we? What time is this? Why is it, you know, all of this shit? And I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, is that a failing on my part? <laughs> am, I, am I overthinking this? Or is the movie just presenting me things in a way where it is begging the question and I'm interested in the answer, but it has no interest in telling me what the answer is because maybe it doesn't have an interesting point of view. Yeah. That's, that's ex- I think you hit it on the nail on the head with that, with this movie, unfortunately, like I don't think it's following through because it doesn't know what to follow through on. Cause it doesn't have. And the big thing for me is, and we're just we're just getting because it's hard to go beat by beat with this movie because it is it is silent, essentially silent movie. But the big parts of this movie are her past and why the town hates her and aliens attacking her home. The aliens attacking her home happens very quickly. So this whole but, just real quick just, interject is like but, the, the story of her in relation to the town, her relation to the conflict of the alien. And then how you would learn more about the character in kind of a like somewhat linear way, at least you're going through a movie, giving information to the audience. And it is a little bit of information about her, but very opaque, then goes right into an invasion movie, then goes into another movie where there's interaction with the town, then goes into an action movie with aliens. And it just ends up like really not letting you have those moments because it is shifting through things so wildly. It is more focused on like, let's have this and that. Right. So that's essentially what I'm trying to get at was those, those, those are the big things is it's whatever it's whatever. I'm kind of just the connective. I was about to say whatever. Uh, I was about to say, and I'm, I was losing it, but those three things that I mentioned of of her at her at her house and or sorry her trauma and her past and the aliens attacking are like the big and the town hating her. Those are the three things that this movie has to reconcile. And yes, like you says you said it goes through those those portions. And I agree with you where there is no connective tissue or reason why. Also, the, the other thing would be it's completely silent the whole time they don't justify it. They don't reconcile all of those things together and they don't give a a reason why it needs to be silent and why this trauma that that she has with her past about accidentally murdering her friend and well, purposely harming her. It's my, it's manslaughter folks, but it does not properly reconcile those things. And it does it in a way that's a very, like an enticing enough twilight zone episode that should be an hour long instead of a half hour is, is definitely like more of a broader, like reaching into final thoughts of this movie, but it's hard to go piece by piece because it's just constantly begging these questions that it doesn't have the wherewithal to answer is like where we're, where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Let's to reel it into the plot. Like we get into this home invasion movie relatively quickly. And that part is in a lot of ways, pretty scary. I would argue that the first half of this movie. Yes. Yeah, I'm in on the beginning. 
Um, but what did you uh question I have is let's and let's really end it. Uh what did you think about the aliens and the way that they looked? <laughs> uh they were fine. That they're they're grays. They got these two big hands. I like the fingers. feet. The feet are pretty cool, but they're like the feet are like little fingers, and then they got these two really long fingers. Yeah. I like that there's a little bit of variance between the size. There's the, the sizing changes, and I don't know what they all mean, but I like I the I like the sizing that. differences, <laughs> and then I like their little hand feetsies are nice, and how you get a, a nice close up of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's acceptable because they're they're grays. They're just like the most <laughs> most like typical stereotypical kind of aliens with like the the big eyes and um. Oh. And those and like very typical the eyes features. were like the eyes were there's a lot of eye stuff. Yeah, I, a lot of I eye stuff, my, a lot of hand and stabbing of of skulls. And then yeah, the big one was really cool. I like that big one. Yeah, the big one's scary, but the little one really. Um, I didn't get what its deal was, man. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, what do you guy? want, little guy? And then it would just sit in the fucking hallway and start doing the <laughs> and doing these hand motions what the fuck and then uh, slamming it with the cupboard door i don't i just wasn't sure how i felt about it <laughs> about it i was like is this a child alien or is this an old man alien or what kind of what kind of alien is is it and what does it want i just always just curious what does it want yeah so that's a good question about them i think that the CGI of the aliens is good, but again, this uh -huh. movie puts That's me at bad. odds right off the bat because it, and I understand that it's because it's challenging my, maybe like my predilections to good versions of this. And I should let it be more of it on its own and stand on its own two feet instead of doing a hard comparison, but it's really difficult to not enjoy the concept of, you don't need to show the aliens yet. It's so much scarier to not have them so visible so quickly. And the fact that the, the aliens are, we get such a clear visual of the aliens so quickly into the movie really makes it less scary for the rest of it. The reason that it, it had, I, I agree with you, uh, but narratively why, they might have done it and maybe why it 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 might it kind of worked a little bit was like there was a suspicion and a mystery as to why and this is the other portion i was talking about as to why everyone hated her at town and to know that there really were aliens and that there was a dead alien body waiting for her at home when she like would go into town or whatever or when or when she was trying to figure out like how to fix the issue you you almost knew that it wasn't in her head already and you knew yes, that it was uh, real and then she would go back and then it was still there. That was an element that kept me going a little bit longer, you know, because oh, those okay. two things hadn't like I'm saying they like hadn't been reconciled. And I was waiting for them to like give you the answer and, and hopefully it'd be satisfying as to, oh, maybe it has something to do with why everyone hates her in town or like and I was. Yeah, in my mind, you're like, oh, is she an alien? Is the rest are the rest of the town aliens or something? Is something already happened like that? Um, and that mystery gets you going a little bit longer again in like a Twilight Zone sort of way, uh, because that moment when she does go into town after the first attack, and that's 
such a buildup to possible dialogue and possible speech between two people (laughs) and somebody's mouth does open (laughs) something does come out but it's not words god yeah and after that james think about the connection that she gets spit on and then the spit of the alien ends ah. up becoming the little guy or what i don't i don't get it <laughs> I, I i i'm sorry i'm acting like i understood what the spit was about i feel like i looked down at my phone to write a note and then all of a sudden the spit meant something can you explain to me what the what was going on with the spit out of the no out of the lady out of the no that i understand <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, hey, no out of the alien at which uh at which point the with like this the creature that was going into her mouth or so when she comes back from getting spit on and then also having uh-huh. that attack on the bus which was scary a little bit but then it just it was so I'm god the whole time i wanted to be in on the movie but i'm like why I just, I need a little bit more of like why all of a sudden now the people like certain people on the bus were yeah most people on the bus were yeah. like this person's crazy, but then this guy's crazy. Why is that guy crazy? And it's, it's a body crazy. snatchers thing. That's, I mean, that's all that is in, in my mind of just right. like these, these people are getting uh, taken over and infected. And it was just at a, a mid invasion at that point, And she was experiencing it. And, yeah, I don't know. It's like it, it's hard for me to fully criticize her. I'm like, oh, that's gonna solve everything. It just needs more dialogue. Uh, like, I if that's what you wanted to do, wanted to do, that's what you wanted to do. But I just don't think it benefited as much as they might have hoped that it would. Because yeah, I don't need necessarily a news thing in the background on a TV. It's like there's been an attack on a city, and it's year nineteen. 19- 93 and let me tell you exactly what's happening it's there is a nice sort of element of like oh i'm with in the perspective of the main character and and the element of unknowing but that busing was kind of annoying of it would just went up to the bus driver and the bus driver just looked back and was like what just like i just nothing he didn't say he just looked back and was like wow this is crazy what's happening right now and then there were some people that were like oh we should help her like reaching out their hands or something but not saying anything and then just a lot of uh you know alien clicking and uh sputtering and stuff which i must say great audio design the aliens are fine like they're 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 solid but the audio design was huge and and some of the lighting effects of I, I like a classic kind of sucking you up into their saucer. Like that's fun. Like if, if you yeah. want to go into a classic sort of, and I, and that's why they're gray aliens. So it, it fits the whole theme of just like, yeah, we're going to do just, they, they are right down the middle aliens saucers. It's an invasion. Like I think a little less mystery with that helped you f- to focus on a little bit more mystery of her character, which the movie mm, should have, ah, not should have, but could have done a yeah. little bit more with that, you know, because it had, I, in my mind, removed a little bit of the mystery of like, oh yeah, these are for sure aliens, and and they're attacking, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, getting into their their ship was was interesting <laughs> enough. I like, you know, yeah, some of the design stuff, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not bad, not bad. Some of that stuff was, uh, but I wasn't super scared I, I, I or anything. Agree. But the well, the opening house invasion a little bit, but yeah it's in a way it's our it's earth as our home and that's the invasion that's what that's what's really happened i mean this movie is just a um a collection of home invasions 
you know, to talk about again the scale of this movie. That's where it drags in the middle. It's she has a home invasion in the first part of the movie, then she goes out into town. No one talks to her, and it's so aggressive to me that no one talks to her. Like it really is noticeable. You're talking about after the invasion, she gets spit on and everything. Yeah, Yeah. uh, and her just going to the town and all that. It's just she does not try hard enough to be that much of a pariah in town. I don't know. Yeah, to get spit on by in 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 the police station. (laughs) I know. God, I was like, that's battery. (laughs) Like, who cares if he's the police chief? I mean, come on. She was. Yeah, that person. She was a child. Child, that is battery though. I remember uh learning about that in law class about how it's yeah projectile like spitting, spitting somebody on somebody is totally battery, and the fact that it happens in the station is just so jarring and weird because you're yeah, um, there's so much of this movie. I feel so weird kind of saying this, but like oftentimes I'm like, why is this happening? Like, why is this allowed to happen? What does this mean? All of that stuff. There's just, it's so much uh, presenting things to you in a way that is so either thinly veiled or has no substance behind it. That really like is visually cool and interesting. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm left with a bunch of questions. So this next series uh, of home invasions is, is really where it drags for me. I agree. This is where uh, it, and that's where it reminds me of, and of Pope's exorcist a little bit and horror movies that just don't completely work is when they get into this rhythm in the middle of, I don't know, the monster is constantly like doing these new tricks. And if the tricks or things that it's doing to escalate things aren't escalating or aren't making it more interesting or adding more, it just starts to become repetitive and and bland. And that's kind of, this just begins to add more questions as far as yeah, different types of aliens and just her going back to the one location that this movie has already been in. So it was kind of nice for me. Like, Oh, she's on a bus, new location. Cool. Oh, she's getting attacked here. Oh, is the post post office due to the mailman. Oh, he's back. Okay. This is like escalating in a different way. Oh, she's in, in town that she has to just go back. And that was such like, that's where it started to lose me in a, in a big way was she got spit on and then she just goes back home. As if she's defeated just from, and it's like, you start to see later on that everyone's getting attacked and I guess, or does she, she realizes it then I guess too, maybe. And so she goes home and starts nailing blankets to her window and and stuff like that. And she starts to realize that this is more widespread, of course, with the bus attack. Um, But then, yeah, it, it turns into what, the movie already was was aliens are attacking her home <laughs> yeah so it sucks it sucks like the other guy back in or whatever and then the little guy and the big guy <laughs> you got papa bear mama yeah. bear and, yeah. and little bear long leg and <laughs> tiny leg guy yeah. um it's uh it's so funny to talk about this movie because there's so little happens that is um yeah i don't know there's a red light at one point yeah the little guys i didn't care for the long laid guy man then just gets like kind of caught in a car oh yeah it's not <laughs> that was very almost pretty like klutzy a, it was like it's yeah, able to klutzy. burst burst a hole through one portion of the car but isn't able to figure out how to get, to get it to... out of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> these damn 
weird little feet hands that I got aren't retractable enough for to go back in once I'm pushed through an automobile. And then the, yeah, yeah and then just explodes. Uh, I, uh, I kind of like, it's hard because this, I, there's nothing super glowing about this movie that I can give it. I, I like the audio design, <laughs> even, no, though, there, even yeah. though there's no speech, but like the, I like the aliens audio design. And I like this little uh, weird creature thing that goes uh, like in her mouth. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a moment it, where I like was about to flip my TV off and walk away when I was like, it was all a dream. And uh-huh. I was like, it's 20 minutes left. There's no way that this has got to, this has got to pull the rug out from under me. But I was a little worried. I was like, they're really fucking doing this right now. Um, yeah. But I knew that it, little, yeah, that yeah, little guy little had sport. some effect. Yeah, it was interesting to see that trope played on screen because we have recently played a Baldur's Gate one where it has a similar situation where an alien infects the population through some type of like yeah, well, alien as well does similarly where yeah, the aliens tadpole. have a little little tadpole that infects people's minds. And that's part of taking over i mean this movie just so poorly finishes itself um and we don't have to fully get there yet but this tadpole the visual of it is is cool yeah you see other people with it uh kind of sticking out of their throat and kind of like looking into the sky and just like and uh But yeah, even the budget then you can tell is small because it's like a group of like 10 people. <laughs> it's yeah. not like the whole town. It's just like a little small like, oh, the neighbors yeah. and they're just like looking up. Uh, and it, yeah, it feels like a, a quaint little local home invasion by the by the aliens of, of this town and how it directly affects them in a very specific, interesting way. Uh, this. But it, yeah, it. uh the mailman goes after. I like he does the Kobe shot with the box that oh, added some life into the movie for two seconds. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 oh come back, come back. And then he gets like half absorbed by the and like breaks his back or whatever, I guess is what happens. That was kind of cool. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that little creature, she spits back out and then it like turns into her. That was kind of cool. It was. You see it. She's like running away and it's like, it's like gets the beam on it. And then it slowly starts forming into a body. And it was kind of giving me annihilation vibes and making me want to watch that instead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was all of that is to talk to the trauma element of this movie. Right. Like her. She's battling herself. Battling herself because the monster theoretically goes into you and then just puts you to sleep in the best version of the life that you want. Yeah. Her best friend was back and yeah. But then she also had to deal with the trauma, which is how she like, it it was really weird to me that it showed her outside as the other person after having been taken over. So theoretically like the alien takes over people, but their body is still there and Mm -hmm. they're like moving through the world. It's WandaVision spell. Yeah, which was so weird to me because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm interested. Like, did she just seem 
completely absent, like in that control, or was it taking over her mind, but also controlling her to what, to just be her. And what is the purpose of that for the aliens? Why is it just coming down and like turning people into these things to what extent? They really just seem, <laughs> yeah, their whole deal befuddled me because they seem curious enough, but then they, they weren't completely pacifist. Like they would, mm -hmm. they would fight and they would attack her back and they would get in her face and, and hunt her down but they also seemed kind of incompetent and mm -hmm. kind of clumsy and, and a exactly. sl little slow and, uh, but easily overall killed. curious, not I guess. Easily, not, e not necessarily easily killable, but that was another thing that the she, yeah, she takes down a few. Yeah. Yeah. She takes them down, which is, a, yeah, kind of, which is cool. Her and then at the end they're like, we're good. We, we cool. We cool. We're good. Right. Yeah. We're good. Right. Join us. Uh, Google Gobble. Um, Google Gobble. Aliens, baby. This is one of the, uh, yeah, we're in the, like the more exciting part of it. And I think getting on their ship is uh, the climactic moment that gives me something and is a point that the movie is leading to and mm -hmm. is attempting to do everything that it, I'm criticizing and loving, you know, criticism against about reconciling these different aspects of trauma meets abduction, you know, and her past and everything and how the town treats her. And it addresses it all in this spaceship, uh, but just not enough and not to full, you know, fruition in, in, in my mind, because yeah, it's just kind of unclear as to what the aliens glean out of doing this process and why they feel like they want to keep her around. I guess, they look at her, this would be the, this would be the read, right? It was like, she's an alien too. And her, her own society, they like, we relate with that. She can help us. I don't know. I don't know. Is that what they're talking about? No, that's giving Who the cares? movie more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, some people will care. I, I, yeah. I, it's. And what I do they, what do they get? Like looking at her trauma, it seems almost like that had something to do with weighing their decision. Because uh -huh. them looking at that specific moment in her past while she's sitting there, obviously it's a big moment in her past, but they could look at any point in her history as in her life as a person. So, uh, the only, I don't know. The only reason they're showing that is because there's an audience watching a movie and that's the big part that we all need to see. But if it is important to the aliens, yeah. Like what does that, how does that change their mind about anything? How does that affect what they think of her? And, uh, do I yeah, need to care or does, is it just something that those are all questions that the movie's posing and it's having fun with knowing that you're, you're thinking about it, but we arrive, I think at the beginning of this discussion too, is did it think of, of it? Did it think itself out at all? Or, you know, no, I mean, and I think the ending is apparent of that. Is you don't understand the objective of it. You see some reconciliation of what the movie cares about the most, which is how you trauma. But in relation to her and the aliens, none of that makes sense. I don't know how the aliens, mm -hmm. like you said, benefit from understanding her trauma. Maybe the read is, is that by helping her go through it, they better understand human psychology so that they can take over people better. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like, again, that's giving the movie more credit than it's owed. Because I think you just go into this going like, I want to make a home invasion aliens movie. And then that's the extent of thinking about it. And 
leaning more so on really unfinished answers as kind of like like it, it it's like if somebody wants to seem smarter than they are they just leave you know kind of these really generic ubiquitous questions out there being like well what if what this yeah. and um it's kind of it's so thinly veiled though it's where you want some of those questions to be answered just because you want to know that the interest of and the like where this movie cares to tell the story is worth listening to and i i i don't get to that point personally yeah i just am constantly left with why what what are we doing mm -hmm. I, I i get it but like why does that matter and um it's it's a twilight zone ending which i i can imagine even writing it i, I know i'm not sh for sure on this but it's like we want to get to this ending uh but even it's not necessarily a bad one but the means of getting there i don't think puts enough agency with her as to wanting to be a part of it you see her smiling and happy at the end but it is all at the behest of these aliens who are, you know, have her in their little dark lab uh, and they get to decide what her fate is. It just doesn't give you much satisfaction. And for me too, it's like, even with that ending, I almost would have wanted some sort of voluntary or sort of expression of, I don't belong with these people. I don't relate with, humanity oh, anymore point. because they have out i'm an outcast and some totally. sort of plea by her or something and maybe that would be hokey and maybe that would be cheesy and maybe that wouldn't work but some sort of way of her having agency to choose this life she seems yes. happy with the outcome but it just isn't by her own design and it isn't yeah and then that would maybe be bringing that trauma into it in a way where she's able to address it in a in a not necessary i don't know it's a it's not a necessarily happy ending. It's pretty, it's kind of fucked up and whatever, right. but like, that's still a pretty good ending. And there's a way to get to it. That is way more interesting than, than how they did it. And yeah, again, I think if it was an hour longer on a, a twilight zone episode or something like that, where that middle part of a couple other aliens, that's all that happens in the middle, right? Like a couple more aliens attack her, like, and then, you know, they get, and then she offs them and it doesn't really add to anything. I think you can shave, for even for an hour and a half movie, some, some time on off it or add more, more substance where it's, it's needed. And, uh, yeah. Hate to always try to tell what a movie needs to be. Cause this very much feels like almost an art piece by, yeah. Like it sounds, maybe it sounds like pedantic to be like, it's a student film or something like that, but it almost seems like a dare or a challenge to be like, what if I made a movie with no dialogue, uh, mm -hmm. rather than that, idea being a natural sort of organic way of arriving there it just is like well what if we just didn't have dialogue wouldn't that be crazy like it just and it doesn't add enough for me but I, yeah we i and i find myself circling in in the discussion of this because it is uh the rises and falls of this movie are are minor and more at the beginning and end where the middle is is that a little repetitive part um what uh, is there any there is a graveyard that's one other uh scene uh yeah. location <laughs> you find a little about a bit uh stuff out there that her mom is dead and you know you see her friend's uh graveyard but i i like 
as a, just an actor moment at the beginning when she's visiting her mom's grave, like, and she's walking away and there's just people out of focus and she's so like socially awkward that she uh-huh. just like, it's it, she, before she leaves, she looks in the mirror and practices waving and smiling. Love that moment. Great actor moment, especially in moving, no dialogue. Like that's great stuff. She's bringing so much to the table with this. And then, yeah, she just, like looks over and smiles and does that same thing just uh, just how she practices and then just looks away in disgust it just like to be so self inflicting these uh these wounds in yourself and in this this composure that you have where you just can tell that this person has no has very little self-confidence and respect and uh she does that so well which is a she does. is necessary when you can't speak it you got to just roll up to the mailbox and be like uh, I hope no one sees me and you're just kind of like, what is her deal? Um, but then the ending shot of, uh, of dancing so the credit of the movie that was, uh, was a nice ending like, scene. And for a sci-fi a little short story, sci-fi thing of like, yeah, someone dancing while, while flying saucers mm-hmm. are, are going overhead is a, this is a fun enough little short story sort of scene. I think <laughs> reminding me of a short story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there isn't anything inherently wrong with that. You know, it just, yeah, it just kind of, again, a lot of this just feels like a little bit of like a placeholder fodder. It's not, it has an idea. That's all that it cares about. And you know what? There are plenty of movies that have been made like that. And it's not to this movie's discredit to be like that. It doesn't need to be super deep. But it just it's it rides a weird line that we've just been riding this whole conversation about, you know. It's not that we hate this movie or dislike this movie even, but I don't know. What is it trying it, to do? Just, yeah, what is it trying to do? What is it trying to say? And uh, it gets lost a little because it just doesn't give you enough to answer any of those questions that maybe you need answered just a little bit, just a tiny, just a bit. little bit more. I'd say, yeah, yeah but still a little bit more. Yeah. It's, it's this movie and the artists. They're pretty much the same doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. I'm only, I didn't really didn't have much notes. I think the only other one was, I was, I just put, put some shoes on. Cause she like walks out the door and is leaving the house. Cause it's like after the first alien death and she just leaving the house with no shoes. <laughs> Like put some fucking shoes on. You just stepped in class. Um, I'm feeling good about our discussion though. It's uh, I think I I am too. Yeah. My notes are just a lot of like I've been saying is please. I'm one of my notes is please, please give us some other people to talk to. Yeah. (laughs) I just need, Aliens are back again. This little guy version of the alien is funny. (laughs) 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 Those are the kind of notes I wrote. Yeah, Yeah. there's, it Um, it almost got into more of the introspective stuff when she swallowed that little, little creature thing. Um, Didn't stay there long and I'm not sure what else could be done with it, but just some sort of like, like the aliens invading had a little bit more like, metaphor allegorical sort of sense with her own trauma something like a little bit more of that connective tissue i think was is kind of my big deal with this movie and then just the uh the commitment to no 
talking was not worth it for me for the most so part. This, but overall, yeah, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. Uh, so this rounds us off for the horror spooky season. I mean, to shift into the next part of the podcast and just, you know, listen to the reviews. I just want to leave this though, asking like on a scale of one to five, how scary would you put this movie? Uh, mm, five being the scariest, one being the the least yep. scary. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> uh. Well, no, the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Glad I clarified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like a two. It, right. It's really not scary. Like yeah, I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna say two point five, but like yeah, the aliens okay. are kind of dopey at, in certain ways. Like they they really are not Especially, that threatening. I wanted. Cause you don't see any other buddy, anybody else. And like, you see the after effects of them getting the little, it's more of a body snatchers thing where they're curious and they want to like, cons- like take over. But there isn't a moment where they st- straight up just like off somebody in town or something. They're just kind of like chasing her and she's able to outrun them at every turn and then just get them stuck in a car or in a cabinet <laughs> or like just stab them with a miniature thing. Like, I, I don't know. They just did not seem threatening to me. And that just became more and more clear as, as time went on. But, uh, what, what, uh, what would you rate them a two as well? Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Half cool. scary. Well, it's uh, like a half and half scary. Uh, let's yeah, listen to some uh, reviews from the before we do that let's uh take a quick break yes quick break and we'll be right back for review time oh welcome back everybody we are going into review zone review territory the polarizing reviews are rife here on the rotten rotten tea this evening of uh october 31st it's a very spooky time to be recording a podcast Let's check out what the people have to say. It is an 82% certified fresh from the critics. Let's check out a little smattering of reviews here. A 91 from Collider. Samantha Coley says, Deaver takes Duffield's clever, anxiety-inducing script and levels it up with her complex performance. Together, the duo are a one-two punch. Delivering a thought-provoking sci-fi thriller that promises to become a favorite among genre lovers. Not. From Empire, an 80, John Nugent says, A close encounter of the wordless kind. This is a smart and splendidly scary horror sci-fi with a brilliantly brittle turn from Caitlin Deaver. It's brilliantly brittle. Brilliant. Close encounter of the wordless kite. Oh, John, you've done it again. You devil. From IndieWire 75, David Elric says, things get harried in a hurry. And while Duffield doesn't reinvent the wheel when it comes to the various Home Alone-like battles that pit Alien versus Deaver, the spontaneous director stages them with rare aplomb and an unerring respect for the fact that Bryn's house represents her entire universe. Wow, he David got a lot out of this movie. Good for him. Yeah. Good. I'll do maybe one more here. 
from Slash Film 70 from Chris Evangelista. Chris says, while I would have liked the layout of the house to be better established, no one will save you makes the most of its limited locations, providing you can have big thrills and chills in restricted spaces. <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> the critic side of things. You start to get a little uh, hint of uh, some criticism at the end there. Let's check out some audience reviews. These are some one stars from the audience. Strictly one stars. On Google reviews this time, because uh, yeah, it's not on like this. There's not on a lot of uh, places because it's a Hulu thing. Um, from Grant McCosland, Grant says, "I normally love a good alien thriller slash horror, signs, dark skies, the fourth kind, but this was not it. The first fifteen minutes, girl stabs alien in head, girl pants heavily, aliens do dance moves." Throat bug takes over and then is easily removed. Alien falls off house, then gets stuck in car. Girl blows up car with barbecue lighter. <laughs> Girl goes to town, gets spit on, buys a disguise for some reason, then goes home. Girl outruns alien with 20 foot appendages. Aliens have more dialogue than girl. Girl dances. The end. The order of these events is probably incorrect, but I promise you it doesn't matter. What a pile of poo. <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> From what, uh, a pile? what a pile of poo. He actually says what a pile pile of poo. He adds two piles in there. <laughs> oh, but I, I corrected. Big pile. Big pile, double pile. From Zellion Marvel, one star. No one will save you. The title is perfect and fitting for someone who acts foolishly. No one can really save a fool. Hence, one star. No zero star option. In this film, everything is fine, except for the lack of common sense and IQ. Below room temperature. If it's a Netflix series, episode titles can be like Pilot 1. <laughs> Alien on a Vacation 2. If I Sulk, I Go Hulk 3. <laughs> the Spitz Town 4. Jogging Saves You from Alien 5. Home is Everything 6. Three Hot Water Kettles a Day Keeps the Alien Away 7. Oh, that's what the doctor says. Where did the alien go? 8. Alien barbecue. Nine. Drag me to the UV light. Ten. Welcome Michael to the alien community. Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to watch that episode. I want alien barbecue. That sounds lit. This sounds like a cool album too of music. And then eleven. You'll find smile on every alien face. A couple it. listing uh, reviews from Thabiso Mokokwane. Mm. One star. If you're reading this, take it as a cease and desist order. This film is a masterclass in poor storytelling. Whatever the visual, whatever in the visuals are cool, and the attempt at an alternative narrative is almost commendable, but it is a bad movie. So bad. Oh wait. Oh, I lost. Oh, that's the end. So bad. Yeah, it's just so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, let's so bad, so, so bad. <laughs> let's do like one or two more. That's our... Okay, so that bad. Good. Yeah, let, let's not end it on so bad. Uh, from Martha Ward, one star. It was so promising. The first thirty minutes were scary and suspenseful. I was cheering for the character to run, hide, fight. But then, I mean, I honestly, I think this was written by someone who murdered someone and wanted aliens to reward them with a world full of zombie alien body snatchers for a new life with no accountability. Antisocial person's fantasy, IDK. 
That's probably an insult to anti-soch people. Jeez. This movie could have been the flick of the year, but it was the flop of the year. The, oh, disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. Disappointed. It had potential. Um, I was going to do one more. Let me. Here it is. From Mikizdo N. One star. They say horrible. Just absolutely horrible. I can't believe someone really produced a movie like this. How can someone watch such a poopy caca, poopy, boring, horrible, goofy movie? <laughs> it was not silly. It was so confusing. My cat ended up in my oven. That's how confused he was. He didn't know the difference between his own bed and even started emoting. He literally started doing the gritty while playing Roblox. He started Fortnite emoting and Roblox emoting at the same time. I'm so disappointed I wasted my money on Hulu just to watch this. Grr, I'm so angry. Tis made me shown my other side. Thank you. We're not just telling stories. We're changing lives. Wow. And that should, uh, that should close us out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, uh, that's, that's part most of internet the internet review we've ever had on this show. Yes. But that's, what's uh, contributing to these numbies that we hold fast to here on polarized pod is like every now and then you got to do a fucking troll review. Cause they account for part of the score. <laughs> we talked about Captain Marvel. I mean, come on. Uh, so, I mean, getting a taste of those reviews, uh, people, I think, are extremely frustrated without the dialogue. Like, that's got to be it. That, that seemed to be like a big thing. Not much happens. I think some of those were. Some of them are, were, were more facetious than others. Uh, and I think they were frustrated with how it ended. I think frustrated with the whole experience in 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 a broad way, at least from from some of those reviews I got. Um, I don't know. It seems understandable that not everyone would love this. Do you do you agree? I do agree. Yeah, because it's um, it's too like genre e and like trying to be indie that I think a lot of the stuff that we've talked about wanting more of. I think the general audience would be also interested in a little bit more meat with these potatoes and <laughs> be well i mean you got and, plenty uh, of boiling water going <laughs> the you got know, plenty God. of potatoes <laughs> yeah let's get the grill going <laughs> yeah let's get the alien alien barbecue hey. that's what that's about <laughs> yeah let's try that try that alien meat <laughs> okay <laughs> oh come on you would do it you'd fucking do it alien jerky we're yeah. just going to you know fucking place off a highway from here in las vegas yeah go to go to roswell storm area 51 with a naruto run mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we yeah. get the jerky man <laughs> that's all i yeah. want just give me that jerky <laughs> yum 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 <laughs> uh let's uh give our numbies speaking of those those damned numbies. What do you say, Brandini? You want to go first or second? Uh, if we could, I'm going to do a flip a coin. Flip it. Flip it. I dare you. What are you calling? You can call it. Oh, hold on. Or I can pull it up on uh, the Googs. Oh, you got it right there. You want me to call it? Okay. Yeah, I can see. Okay. No one else at home can, but it's okay. Call it. Uh, Tails. 
<laughs> he's got it. He's got it. I got to get some uh, drum roll. It's, it's heads. <laughs> so you get to choose, I guess. <laughs> we yeah. didn't decide what hey, that meant. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We didn't decide what it means before we flip. Um, yeah, this was. Uh, I'm pretty lukewarm on this movie. Uh, I think there's enough to like about it and it doesn't and it's not too long that it's not completely like offensive like some of the audience reviews seem to make it out to be um i was frustrated by some aspects of it i think what was cool at the beginning beginning as far as no dialogue ended up being uh, a real hamper to the narrative and the overall enjoyment of this movie being you know, an hour and a half long, it pushed it just past an hour. If it was, I don't know. I feel like if it was an hour, I, I've made this point before, but an hour of no dialogue and it was an episode of a, of a, of an anthology, I could be a little bit more on board, but the fact that it was a fully fleshed out movie with that being such a hokey part of it, uh, ended up being frustrating by the end when it was doing its, you know, purported like job at the beginning to me, it was like, Oh, you know, she is by herself. She doesn't talk to many people that tracks. She doesn't go into town often when she does, she doesn't talk to anybody. Um, the alien thing happens, but when she goes into town that other time gets spit on and then just goes back home, I'm like kind of out at that movie out of the movie at that time, which I'd say is like about halfway or so. I feel like, or maybe even just like a half hour in, cause I feel like I marked it. It was like a half hour in when they get, when she gets spit on. Cause that was like so close to dialogue. And I was really just aching for it at that point instead of being like, wow, this is uh, not necessary. It's kind of cool that they're doing it this far. And that's hard. I, I don't want to completely hang my hat on just that being the main criticism, because if I were to touch on, yeah, the positive sides of it, uh, Deaver's performance was otherworldly. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, it was it was fantastic the director knew how to shoot her really well and her expressions and her face, like through the rear view mirror in the car uh, and, and her angst and, and, you know, rise and falls of emotion when she had to pretend to, you know, again, like looking in the mirror and pretending to be happy and that smile and everything like that's, she made a meal out of it, but not in a way that I was ever annoyed with her and to be with somebody for an hour and a half, just one character where she's in every scene. I think, yeah, that's a big, big plus for, for this movie and something where like, I, yeah, her, she was really great in book smart and she's like, and dear Evan Hansen, she wasn't she's bad great. in that. I wasn't crazy yeah. about that movie. That was right. It wasn't the problem <laughs> in that movie either, but she, nope, it was the ghoulish performance by Chris. <laughs> what Platt? What is it? He's in the, yeah, that, what is a theater camp movie? He's, uh, it's pretty, camp. he's pretty great in that. Um, another time, another time, but yeah, great performance. And then the design of the alien speech. Maybe it's just because there was no other speech, but I was just like, ooh, this is cool. Uh, their sounds were really cool and interesting and worked with like my sub on my, you know, my surround sound system. It was like, ooh, really low, low and loud and made the ship seem a little more menacing. Um, I like the idea of an ending that isn't necessarily going to solve her problems but it kind of utilizes it in a way for her to 
yeah, I think, like I said before, I would have liked it. It was, it was her more her decision, but her smile at the end in this whole alien world with a bunch of weird aliens, uh, you know, pretending to be people. That's kind of like a cool little image there that they knew that they could like at least end on a bang with that image at the end there. But overall, yeah, it was it was more frustrating and not as much of a satisfying That's experience right. as I wanted it. Um, and I'm feeling very lukewarm, so I feel like it deserves kind of a lukewarm score. Um, and it's yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> think it's fresh. Uh-oh. Oh, fuck, it's like a. It's like a 52. We'll do a 52. It's kind of yeah. just like, yeah. And I'm not sure if I would recommend it wholeheartedly, but in an exercise of telling somebody about it, it would, and that's what this movie is going to be. Inevitably for me is going to be like, that's the one that doesn't have dialogue. And if you want to see a movie that's an hour and a half and doesn't have dialogue and it does okay, an okay job, of getting through that uh it's it's there but if the beginning doesn't doesn't catch you then i'd i'd say just just put it back down so it's just a half-hearted recommendation for me and i'd like to hear uh, from the great bandini doop, doop, doop. Snoop, um, doop, doop. yeah so um i wouldn't recommend this movie to people it's unfortunate because yeah i think caitlin the Deaver's performance is worth talking about, but um, this movie is so much more concept and flash over substance. It's uh, library technology platform fodder. Unfortunately, I would love to, I love the fact that this movie got made to a degree. And again, I like the performance from Caitlin Deaver, but um this isn't going to save anything. It's not going to persuade people on anything. It doesn't have an interest. Like its point of view is sparse and so uh, difficult to um, recommend. So for my score, since I wouldn't really recommend this movie, you know what? I really do want to give enough. Like I just said, credit to the movie. I'm going to go a 49% mm-hmm. is where I'm at. He's a 49er. 49er. Well done. Well done, podcast. Well done, Brandini. Uh, well done, James Dini. Spank you. Help you help her ten. Uh, it's been uh, enjoyable talking about this movie. And uh, if I haven't already said, I, I do think this is right in our alley of, of this podcast of inciting a reaction in people. And the best way you can do it in, in a lot of ways is, is coming out on uh, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or the Internet or and uh yeah there's i'll see every single movie is just there'll be one person that will say i never write reviews but this movie made me write my first review here it is and it and that's the kind of shit that uh i think these movies here on this podcast uh do more than others is make people be like i gotta fucking let out some steam on how i feel about this good or bad um and that's always enjoyable to go through that process. Hope you guys have enjoyed us doing the same thing as well. And, and talking about our, uh, our opinions. It's, it's always fun for us to, to shoot the shit about movies. And we would like to invite you next time to join us for our movie, which will be 
Another one from 2023. It is Infinity Pool. Oh. A Cronenbergy picture Roni. Uh, it is an 87% certified fresh movie by the critics. It is a 52% by the audience. Horror mystery thriller. We're keeping it going a little bit with the Octo Novo horror situation. I'll read you uh, the synopsis here. Let's see what it says on Rotten Tomatoes itself. While staying at an isolated island resort, James and M are enjoying a perfect vacation of pristine beaches, exceptional staff, and soaking up the sun. But guided by the seductive and mysterious Gabby, they venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violet violence, hedonism, and untold horror. Oh, God. A tragic accident leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy for crime. Either you'll be executed, or if you're rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. Let's see what it's Whoa! about. We'll oh, find out. I already feel like I I didn't even want to know that. It'd probably be good just going in blind, and I'm excited uh, to see what it's about. We love you all, our little polar bears out there. If you want to reach us anywhere else, polarizethepod at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash polarizepod and X as well. Polarized Pod and uh, YouTube, Polarized Pod. Uh, there's recordings on there if you find that an easy way to yeah. listen. Maybe we'll throw more stuff up on there if you guys are interested. Um, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. And uh, until next time, bye bye. monster mash i'm like this is not a banger this is not a banger and i know bangers i know bangers i used to dj in the early 2000s ever been to canada yeah if you have in the early 2000s that's probably me playing them bangers and every single time i've ever heard monster mash i'm like nah my guy that's not a banger nobody ever wants to hear monster mash and if you play monster mash Outside of Halloween, you're a psycho. If Monster Mash has ever made a playlist that's not for Halloween, you're weird. You're freaking weird. Stay away from me, dude. I've heard it enough. I've had my fill of freaking Monster Mash. We've all had our fill of Monster Mash. It was a game, you know, it's fast. Freaking 19,000 times I hear it. was a bash. It was a monster mash. It was a bash. Nobody wants to freaking hear that, dude. Monster mash sucks. It's a freaking 1950s rock and roll song sung by a vampire. All three of those things suck, my guy. <laughs>